Hi, my friends. Welcome to Sort of Brilliant, a show where the characters are made up and the sorting absolutely does matter. My name is Rachel. And I'm her best friend and co-host, Lauren. Every other week, we're going to invade a fandom and determine whether your favorite character belongs in Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, or Slytherin. We're the Harry Potter podcast that talks way more about any other franchise. Here, we use the sorting structure from Harry Potter as a common language without supporting the author or her beliefs. As for the sorting itself, there's bound to be some arguments along the way. But in the end, we're always right. According to us. Uh, according to us. So no one told us. <laughs> so no, we're doing. We're done with that show. <laughs> no, let's go back and do it Respects again. Respects to Matthew Perry. Ugh, I've never been watched watching that it. Show. It's been rough. We get it, Meg. You're cool, <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> Wish that was recorded. <laughs> Whoa! Can you Sorry. believe that that my friendship with Meg has survived her not watching Friends? I kind of can't. <laughs> this is how you know that even though I am a Ravenclaw, I am a tolerant person. Yeah. I feel like if, if I find no a way to... about your house, it's because eventually you think one day you'll get her to do it. It's just I've, like on I've, the docket. I've given up on it. Like, but I think organically. Sure you have. <laughs> the hope springs eternal. The hope never dies. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, you know, I haven't seen the Harry Potter movies or read all of the books or seen Friends or Seinfeld. Um, I don't know. Watch sucks. Seinfeld, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I feel it vindicated. I've seen the Festivus really episode, and that's about it. And I've seen <laughs> one episode of Friends, and that's it. That's all I've ever seen. And I felt like the one I saw was enough. Moving on. We're not talking about oh. any of those shows today. Carl and Meg are here. <laughs> <laughs> wow, when did the episode start? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> probably probably because I did all the clapping. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was waiting for you to do the, uh, the Our Flag Means Death <laughs> intro music, which is distinctive, but I could not bring to mind if you p- put a gun to my head. So, <laughs> Oh, well, I'm hearing it's quite inspiring, and that's not good. It's something it. uh, We're well, doing Our Flag yeah. Means Death again because season two came out. And was completed like a month ago, two months ago, whatever. It was our most popular. It's basically our most popular episode. Almost our most popular. Yeah. So we're doing it again, even though it lost all its fans because it killed Izzy. So. (laughs) Spoilers. (laughs) If you're listening to this, you know. Wait, did you guys, you saw it, correct? No. Oh, can you imagine if we. She's watched <laughs> nothing. I've seen nothing. I know no pop culture. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Except the Golden Girls. I'm glad we're not spoiling it for you. Okay, good. Oh my God. So, well, yeah, Hannah yelled uh, at that us was because we death. talked about it a week after the finale dropped. Uh, it said on the pod that they killed Izzy, and Hannah was like, You spoiled it for me. I was like, It's been a week. What do you mean I spoiled it? <sighs> what are you going to do? Apparently, well, you get really mad on the internet. I guess character. I Which, had to mute everything about fair, our fighting words. I thought it sucks. <laughs> well, I it was love sad. Izzy. It was, it was sad. sad. And, and also, they, and he, they like Izzy. gave him his whole like thing where he was like, "I found my family," and then they were like, "Bullets." Yes. Which was exactly when I knew liver. he was gonna die. The <laughs> yes, second, exactly. Like second, when he started being nice Jim to Steed and Frenchie were being nice to them. To to him on the ship when Blackbeard was being insane, I was like, "Izzy's dead." <laughs> 
Like wow. I, I knew in the first well, episode of the season that he was going to bring him back. That's what I you was going to say. You mean he landed on his grave? It's, he's coming buckles? back. Yes, buckles. Buckles. <laughs> buttons. I was so, Laura said we're going to Jim, Izzy, and Buckles, and I was like, dude, the way I knew exactly who she meant, anyway. I was like, yeah, that guy. I mean. I've been sick for about five, six days, which is why I got like my tea and water. No, no, it's fair. It's just that we're we like stand that character from the first. Who does it? First and there's like no, he was so ridiculous. There's no reason to be sorting him other than for our own canon. He needs to get out of the way so we can sort other people because his place yeah. on the ship is very important. He's a sea yes. witch. Yes. Yeah. Like he and does not. Single. He does not have a big part. Like he was. He was in like three episodes this last season, and I think he like yeah. talked three episodes in the first season. But he needs to be sorted for very specific <laughs> He's reasons. So glorious and crucial to the plot. So it's true. Very true. It's true. Very so true. So we're we're doing. I didn't Izzy, even question it. <laughs> Izzy, Jim, and Buttons today. Um, and we're on what a, a group. We're on a time limit because this is two days before Thanksgiving. <laughs> so it, Rachel said, if we don't have time to fully sort buttons, we're going to scream what he is. And, and you don't need an explanation. He's this spy. <laughs> but Megan Carla are here. We love Megan Carla. We're so happy. Um, they we're happy to be, be back. Yay. It's been, when was it? Like April? Is that when we did the last one? What was I the last think one? So. Eurovision? I mean, Eurovision? Oh, no. no it, it was uh, the cleaning lady. That's right. Yeah. Okay. It was 800. That was like right before the summer, no? It was, no, it was like April. 170 years That's ago. That's right before the summer. Yeah, it was April. <laughs> so when we start making our schedule for next year, which we have to do, we'll be sure to get you on there at least twice again. Please um, do. Yeah, yes. because that way we can on. rage yell on the podcast instead of <laughs> at the podcast. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Meg and Carla like to occasionally invite us onto their podcast and then never record it. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so for anybody who has been wondering, hey, where the hell has Bedwetter Behead been? It's been on hiatus. Oh, they're so mad right now listening to this. They're like, these bitches are on another podcast? And they're, <laughs> they're not, not releasing episodes? What's <laughs> yeah, so we went on hiatus. You mean they're not dead? Of, <laughs> well, I mean, not yet. But um, we were on, on hiatus because of the of the strikes. So between oh, Sagafra nice. and the yeah. Director's Guild strike, we decided to, that in solidarity we wouldn't cover any of the struck material, which is all of the material. Which is literally, <laughs> which, which is literally like <laughs> everything. We tried for I, a little while to think of like, is there anything we could do like book characters? I'm like, oh god, we have to read the same books then. And Carl and I don't have always the same taste in books. We really don't. Um, and what a niche audience to be like, yeah, we're gonna play fuck Mary Kill with these three characters from this contemporary rom com that no. You should just start picking your friends. You should just oh yeah, just start. We would have done a Court of Thorn and Roses with you. We would have done like I haven't read a Court of Thorn and Roses. Oh well, you should. I started reading it. I started reading it and got annoyed and and stopped. Rachel, Rachel, we are dicks, but to be fair, this podcast is mostly telling the people who who make the shows about what they did wrong. So. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but also there was lies when people said when your children get older, you you have less stuff to do. No, um, that was a lie because it is Thanksgiving week and I have shit to do for my kids every single night. God, what a life! Yeah, <laughs> and on the I weekend, and they're not that involved. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stop yeah. being community members, children. Just be <laughs> hermits like me. Like seriously, if anyway. you never if you never talk to people, then you never have to do stuff. Like it's why? True. So is that not a win? True. 
just avoid everything. Yeah, <laughs> avoid everything and everybody. Rot yeah. on your couch. Oh, oh I, have been, I have been. We're teaching like, them the wrong values, I guess. I have been like, oh, <laughs> I've been a hermit in more ways than one. I have not really watched any TV or movies except for one thing because there's over 500 hours to watch and I've become kind of it's true. I feel like that with fanfic now. I haven't read fanfic in like two years and now, and then when I want to read it, I just read the shit that I love. So I'm so behind yeah. on mm-hmm. new stuff. Yeah. Or Ra- yeah, even Rachel, books at yeah. this point, same thing. I just want to reread stuff. Like I'm, I'm no longer interested. I don't know what it is. I think I, I just don't want. I want to reach. I want to. Re- I want to reread those witch demon books, Rachel. Yeah. I just read them it's, in like May. But you need to read comfort. Iron Flame. But it's hard to want to start something new. That I mean, really, I really want to reread Twilight. I'm not even kidding. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, what I want to studies, do. <laughs> studies actually show that when you're feeling stressed or anxious, people, that's when you want to reread yeah, like stuff familiar, because yes. you already you already know what's going to happen. There's no big surprises. Yes. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. That's yes. what, well, that's what that is. Yeah. Like what I'm watching is new, but I just really have only want to watch that. Have either of you watched The Bear? No. no. That came out okay. in the past year. I haven't watched That's that. like <laughs> the most. First of all, it's like watching my family again, which is a whole other. <laughs> but every episode is so stressful. And I didn't believe people when they said I was like, I can handle it. I go into it like I'm sitting there. I'm like, OK, TV show. It's OK. It's OK. I come out of it like. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I can't believe I lived like this at one point. Oh, my God. And it's like it stresses you out. And I'm like, I just want to put friends on. I, I don't I don't need this. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is I a feel lot. That. I feel Let me that. just like rewatch my, my, Gilmore my Girls for the 876th right yeah. time. My go-to right now is Superstore. I've been just like, you know, yes. gently falling back into the Samosa arms. <laughs> just, just enjoying that strong. ship. I'm like, yes, this is comforting and sweet. I enjoy well, I am also having I fun being parasocial with really, Taylor Swift. So yes, yeah. there's that too. I loved there's... going back and watching True Blood and Vampire Diaries because even like mm. some stuff was new because I never finished them, but it was so nostalgic. I was like, oh my god, mm. high school. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why Hannah really drilled into us that we had to be short. <laughs> well, well, Rachel is, is going dead. to show that in as well. Yes. Our flag means death was not all new. New. I mean, we had all watched season new, one new. and season two. We had just highly yes. anticipated. So uh, Carla and Meg were in our season one episode. They sorted of yeah. Blackbeard and Ed with us. I cannot remember if you did them correctly. I feel like there was some Blackbeard and Ed are the same person. So I'm oh, sorry, Blackbeard <laughs> and Steed. Um, I think everyone got Steed, and I think we all got Alawande. But I don't. I think. Ed was like I a, think some people said Slytherin a mix for Ed in the end. If I if I got anything right when I I got anything right when I sorted, it's a fucking shock because I think that's my <laughs> my whole thing is that it doesn't matter. It will always be wrong. That's fine. Which We're is, here to torture you more today. Which is a so, comfort. Thanks for coming back all the time to to be stressed out by us. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. So out of um the three that we're going to sort today. Meg and Carla, who do you guys like best so that we can start with like a fave? So we okay. get Izzy, real, Jim, real quick, wait, I just want to hear, real quick, I just want to hear like overall impression of season two. We mm. touched a little bit on like Izzy died. And okay, sucked. I am happy to start this train. <laughs> okay. Because I love season two. I love uh-huh. the ending of season two. I think that, you know, given the whole strike thing and HBO being a butt in the last few years. Oh, I'm sorry, Max. Max. Being a butt in their life. Thanks, David Zaslav, dying of fire. If this were the end of the show, I think it sets it up nicely, you know, as a very nice send off. That's yeah. just for starters. It wraps it up really well. 
And I think that it is the most beautiful love story that I have seen on TV in the longest time. I like the fact that it has never been a hidden thing of like, oh my gosh, are they, are they actually in love? You know, whatever. They've always been like overt, overtly very into each other. And even this season with Ed being like extra, extra dramatic about, um, that's such a the, nice way to the, say that. It's, it's a very nice way to say yes, that. understatement. Full, like, murder, murder path. Um, Carla, you season. said it's a beautiful love story, and I started laughing because like, you're, you're not a, a fucking mermaid. Love story. <laughs> mermaid. Oh. They, are, they are fucking bonkers. I, I love that they're so weird, but they're like, perfectly weird they're for each so other they're, they're just like the weirdest and they're this is why they're perfect for each other because only it's they true. get each other when people are going to see it saying oh he has turned absolutely evil when he looks at the back of that of that wanted poster he's like oh mm. poor ed it's not man i dodged a bullet there it's oh my poor baby boy that that just that just means they're meant for each other it means that they're meant for <laughs> nobody else because nobody else should, should like enable that behavior but that's them but as far as izzy dying i think to me that is a beautiful journey that they took their character on and i think that the that mm-hmm. the conclusion of that journey makes sense it's sad as hell but i think it makes sense and i think that it works wonderfully within that world and he got such a great hero send-off that i think a lot of characters don't really get like you know, maybe Crowley in Supernatural, for example, where it's like, oh, beautiful send off. Let's forget all about it. No, he, not only is, is he does he die heroically, he also gets to make amends with Ed and mm. they don't leave him. They like they find a place for their little, you know, Blackbeard's B&B and um, and accessories and fishing equipment right down the street, right up the street from where Izzy is buried. So they are honoring him by staying close to him. This whole thing with David Je- with David Jenkins of like, oh, there's, you know, I can't envision a future without Izzy in it. I don't know how you're going to pull that off, bro. Can't wait to see it. But for me Buttons personally- is a is- witch. Buttons. <laughs> I said buttons. <laughs> Maybe he will trans- transmogrification him into it's, another- it's Seabird. Uh, I don't know. It wouldn't even be the I'm most so, ridiculous thing to happen happening. on the show. No, no, you're right. It is happening. I thought that was he fairly likes, obvious. He liked to everyone. a tweet That's that somebody happen. said that was like Buttons is obviously a witch. He liked he that tweet. He fucking landed yeah. on the grave. <laughs> but yeah. It, the thing is, to me, it's like to me, like that, that would be like a, a cheap way out of it because Carly, I the love show. Like, the way that it goes. But you know, the show doesn't yeah, even have to explain bonkers. it. Is he could just show up and nobody yeah. would yeah. question? Exactly. It. Hey, what's up, guys? Oh. He's been down, you know, and ever since he came back from the dead. And he goes, fuck off in his Kermit the Frog voice. And then, <laughs> so good. That was actually my I, twin brother, Tizzy. <laughs> That's why he was I, so that nice. That was my body double. I have several yes, body doubles. Yes, so logic. Let's go. We did see his body. We, like, we saw him die. Um, but I, I agree, though. I think with Izzy, like, the fact that you cared as much as you did when he died tells you that that was such a beautiful character arc. And I'm sorry. It's a pirate show. All the Thank silliness, you. all the ridiculousness, all the goofiness and and fucker, fuckery, um, it's still violent and people are still going to die. Mm-hmm. And I thought there was a lot of weird accusations online about it. There were, there were like, some people bury your gaze. Oh, and I'm like, just like, me so I'm angry. sorry, like, ma'am. Everyone every on the single, show is gay. Yes. Everyone is gay. 
anybody on, on that ship dies, what is all of it? Kill your gays because all of them are. They're all queer. The, yes. There were people in the first three episodes when Ed was like doing like going crazy or whatever. They were like, "This is so violent, you can really see." And I was like, "He's a pirate." Wait, do you hear the pirate? <laughs> do you hear what Blackbeard actually did? This would be like, oh, so sweet. Look at that. He killed the whole wedding party so the bride and groom didn't have to live without each other. <laughs> He's getting into arson again. <laughs> Technically, the fire killed them, not me. <laughs> You guys got the people got to let me have my emotional support criminals in, in fiction. <laughs> yeah. Got to let me have them. Yeah. Can we stop being like, you have to be a, a perfect oh, yeah, like the people example who are like, of humanity to be a good how character. How can you like and for Spike? How like can you like Damon Salvatore? I'm like, they're, they're vampires. Right. They just murder right? people, unfortunately. Exactly. And I love and them regardless. And they're hot doing it. Like, <laughs> yes. I don't know what to tell you. And Eric Northman. And Eric Northman. There you go. That's Nobody the likes the whiny, broody vampire who hates himself. <laughs> I'm so glad that we've arrived here so that we can all finally agree that Regina did nothing wrong. <laughs> and that we can walk back and all marry her. Oh this is what we call character it development for Carla. The killing of the innocent People, scores and course of innocent people. It's a very big difference. I won't mention all the children. The genocide. Suddenly, I can't hear. I don't. Okay. Okay. I can't believe I'm the one trying to steer the ship. I think Izzy is probably. I mean, everyone's talking about Izzy. Let's start with Izzy. Sure, let's do that. Here's. I'm, I'm going to just take, take over now. Okay, I think go for it. Yeah, my, it my, my, well, my throat. Well, Meg's going to change her mind about five times it. while you're talking. So. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I am stubborn. <sighs> All right. That is true. But okay. So here's the thing with Izzy. One of the, like, the biggest traits about him is that he is emotional as hell. Everything with him, he is just... Oh, He's always angry. It's like his biggest emotion, I guess. He's always angry, but it's he's always angry for different reasons. So it's like a whole um, color palette of emotion and of anger, rather. And he um, he loves. It, it, okay, so it's it's weird to say that he loves his community because he's a pirate. You know, he's he's very into being a pirate and into what being a pirate means. But his community is Ed. Like, when it, re- when it really comes down to it, he is all about Ed and making sure that Ed is the right kind of pirate. Um, that Ed lives up to the vision that Izzy has for him of what being a pirate is. And Ed, for the longest time, did that. He was um, the, the pirate that Izzy was proud to serve under and he, that he had wished he could serve under under different circumstances as well. But, you know... Things don't always work out the way a pirate wants. But yes, Ed was his his absolute um, everything. So when he sees that Ed is slipping away, he is... Um, you would think that he would do everything in his power to keep him. And he does to an extent when he goes to, um, to the Republic of Pirates and kind of sells Steed out not realizing that of course Ed's gonna throw himself in there as well but that's like an act of desperation that he didn't really want to go to it wasn't something where it's like his first thing is I'm gonna plan I'm gonna make a plan and this is what I'm gonna do 
to me like it wasn't like that like it, it wasn't so much uh um devising a plot because he would have done that i think earlier on ed kept kind of leading him on and and saying don't worry about it you know i'm just making nice with him for now but i will absolutely send him to doggy heaven don't worry about it i think that if izzy had not let his emotions for ed cloud his vision he would have seen through it and he would have tried to put a stop to everything earlier um he's also incredibly petty but he's petty <laughs> in like the most violent yeah. way the, like, <laughs> the most violent way and also like the, the <laughs> i just keep thinking of when he catches um black pete and and um lucian lucius lucius yes and lucius and he starts mocking their sex sounds. <laughs> because like that, that is, you know, he's angry at them, first of all, for finding love where he wanted to find love. But also for screwing around when they're supposed to be, I don't know, swabbing the deck. I don't they know, were swabbing the deck. Ah. <laughs> Boy. They Can you hear the wink? And say, let me do that visual thing. And, then uh, <laughs> and Anytime that that he, he he has a very strong belief in who he is, and in his place in Ed's life, and because Ed is his everything, he has a very strong vision of his place in the world. In, in that sense, um, so what also, are you calling him? I'm calling him a Hufflepuff. Also, in part because I very very strongly disliked him. <laughs> in the beginning like, like he, he grew on me and so you've almost entirely like, talked about season I one i really did not like him in season one at all same season two season he two me. yeah i liked him a lot in season two me too me too like he, he really turned the page for me in season two i was ah. like okay I, I like him a lot better now um and the fact that i feel pretty strongly about this is why i know that i'm wrong also i like the, the <laughs> way that, that he says <laughs> <laughs> you're <laughs> that's what it sounds like. It sounds I like, like he's how he smacking. says twat. Well, that's what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> Carla doesn't you're say that. But that's how he <laughs> sounds. He sounds like yeah. he's saying you're a quack. So close enough. True. Enjoy your own beep. Meg, Wait, I feel like quacks. you had a disagreeing face on. I feel like she disagreed. Not okay. Well, I feel like part of why Carla also thinks she's pretty wrong is because I. I also think he's a Hufflepuff, but not quite for the same reason. Um, I don't think he's always... He always struck me as so much more sad boy than mad boy. Like, he was violent, and he did a lot of stuff. And and his, like... I like how you laugh at me as soon as... <laughs> when you laugh like I that, really that, agree. I feel like, 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 oh, God, we are so off base here. He's sad boy. I, I'm, agree I, I'm fully agreeing. Like, that is... Sad boy. He he is with anger issues. Yeah, he's like he. Yeah. I, in my, he's like a toxic Hufflepuff, like a really codependent, <laughs> clingy. This is mine. He doesn't think through actions for me like at all. He gets it's mad. The impulsivity of it all. He's eh? very impulsive, which is like Lauren's face is making me think. I'm sure he's probably a Gryffindor or something. Like, <laughs> I don't know, but it's just like he's like my my not even his boyfriend. But like my bestie likes this boy and he's getting in the way of my fun. 
And rather than like having a conversation or trying to adjust anything, he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the British. I'm going to go to the fucking English and say, here they are and take and take him. Like, not a conversation. Easier than a conversation. Easier than a, this is, see, now as I'm talking, I feel like, okay, well, he's so emotionally repressed that he must be a Gryffindor. But see, like, <laughs> the fact that, that, um, that he didn't confront Ed, like, in, in, in a different way, that he was like, well, I'm going to just be mad at Steed. I'm going to turn Steed into the British Navy. To me, that says more Hufflepuff than Gryffindor. But this is why I'm also probably wrong. So I can't wait to hear I, that. I agree with that in some aspects because this is the guy who literally met, let a man cut off his toes yes. rather than be like, maybe and this isn't the best. Him. Maybe this isn't the best dynamic. <laughs> um, but he also fed that darkness because he liked that darkness and he felt comfortable with that darkness. And that's where his that's where his Ed was. He wanted Blackbeard. He didn't want Ed. And I feel like mm-hmm. he pushed and pushed and pushed because he didn't stop to th- he he really didn't stop to think about the repercussions. He just wasn't able to let it go. He wasn't able to let Ed go and he let he, and he kept pushing um, until he realized that he went way, way too far. And then that's when like that's when I first off knew he was going to die. Like mm. as soon as he is like trying to not cry while Frenchie and Joe and Fang are Fang. like <laughs> holding him. I was like, OK, well, this is going to be great. My heart's going to break. Because Izzy was a character in season one that I really enjoyed disliking. I didn't like his character. Well, I didn't like him, but I loved his character. I thought he was a great character. I thought he was a great antagonist for for season for season one for Steed. Um, but he wasn't like, oh yeah, my favorite guy. Uh, Con O'Neill did a great job. But in season two, when he goes through his unicorn transformation or whatever, <laughs> like I didn't because it just felt like really textbook kind of redemption arc um yeah but yeah i i don't know i'm sure i'm wrong 100 percent. i looked at lauren's <laughs> face and i feel like that was absolutely <laughs> immediately I was like, she's Christ. got no poker face she, she has no that. poker like, face. i wasn't trying to have a poker face yeah yeah <laughs> i'm always wrong so i'm sure he's probably That's exactly what someone who doesn't have poker face i was reacting to the things <laughs> being said um, but uh, i do think he was just I know he's not a logic house. I guess that's as far as I can go. I don't think he's. A, I don't think he is. I don't think he plans for anything. I don't think he like tries to set things in motion to see where they go. He is so reactionary in every single thing he does. He doesn't think anything through. Um, <laughs> at least not all the way. He thinks I want to get rid of someone, so I'm going to go to the most extreme I possibly can to keep what's mine mine. <laughs> <laughs> and to protect what's mine. And I, I hate your guys' faces. Know, tell I'm me so why. Sorry. Just tell us why we're wrong. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Just put it's not that you're misery. wrong. It's just that we disagree. You could very well be right. The sorting hat <laughs> could Lauren come down here like, and no, show on us. She's and wrong. tell you that you're right. <laughs> I know Lauren's like, don't lie to them. They're wrong. We're in different houses. Can you tell? I, <laughs> Lauren, you can go ahead and tell them why they're what? wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You look like you're itchy. You've been itching to say, you know. I just, I just, you know, they said things and then I like thought things back at them, but I wasn't allowed to say them out loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's been five months. She's dying to tell us. I know. (laughs) I just, (laughs) I'm so. I've when um 
So Rachel and I have been doing a project lately that we really need to finish where we um, were sorting all of the individual Taylor Swift songs and we have to sort them by the song. So oh not the intent that we think or know that Taylor might have put behind them. We have to look th- at the song as it is lyrically and sort it that way. Um, so there are a couple of songs that I've been claiming as Slytherin that I'll just like I shake it off. Um, Bad Blood, where Rachel's like, wow, that must be embarrassing to have to admit. And I was like, yeah, she's exposing us because this is like the worst <laughs> side of Slytherin where we're showing you our inner thoughts where we're like, fuck everyone. We're the best. I feel things about this. <laughs> it's like, and it's awful. But all of this is a, a way of coming around to say that Izzy is a Slytherin. <laughs> And I hate that he exposes us so badly. I really <laughs> don't think so, but please go on. Um, I think a lot of what you said, well, first of all, I can attribute your saying that Ed is Izzy's community to just saying that Ed is Izzy's person. And the reason that he is that he was willing to go so long is because he has had Ed as his person acting the way that he has, and it's worked out for him. He may not well, they have it, it. They make it kind of clear that they have had, they have fucked in the past or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's not everything that is, it's not a full blown relationship. But he's been getting things from Ed, and Ed has, and he's the first mate. So obviously, Blackbeard holds him in some kind of higher regard. So it works mm-hmm. out for Izzy, right? So, um, yes, he's pushing Ed, but his experience in the past has said that I will be okay because. He's not thinking of Ed as we know him as in a fucking insane Ravenclaw. He's thinking this has worked out in the past and I am someone special to Ed. And he's like, he doesn't get Steed at all. He does not get it. He does not right. see it. He does not get it. Until so he's up above. Right. And so, well, yeah. So there's no thought to him that like Steed has fucked up Ed so bad that Ed's going to start cutting off my toes. Like He's like, <laughs> it'll just go back. To what it was, where, like, he's awful to everybody else, but I'm fine because I do everything that he wants and I'm totally cool in this in this position. And I think the other thing, the other big thing to answer to a lot of what you're saying is that Izzy is very, 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 very proud. He is not going to go to people and tell them, you know, Ed is degrading me. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> it hurts right. my feelings. He's, he's going to incorporate go, that he's into not, right. his experience. Yeah. He, yes. He's not going to go to, you know, like, the crew or lay out any sort of plan where he has to admit that Blackbeard loves this like foppish fucking landowner, but has <laughs> never loved him. You know, like he's not going to do anything like that. He's so proud. He's not going to like admit this shit. Um, he, he is, he is emotional in the sense that he's just always angry. I don't know if you like, that's the only thing that he's willing to let in um, because I think it fuels him and I think it helps him. Um, a part like so. There are so many moments where I was like, "Oh my god, Izzy!" <laughs> when um, Rachel was telling me that she was like, when she said that she didn't like him in season one to me, I was like, "Well, that's because he was like trying so hard with Steve's crew. Like he thought he could do the little like lie down, bitch boy, or I'll cut off your arms thing with them." And they all have them, and they like have the mental acuity of five year olds. So they were just like laughing about <laughs> it and being like, "Ah, oh, Izzy, Izzy!" Like it wasn't like touching them that like he really will do that stuff to you. So he had to like readjust and I was like, and that's why he's so much better in season two because he's figured out that if he just ignores these fucks and like sits around making his little cryptic like manipulative content comments, they all go crazy around him. <laughs> and he's just, like, he sits there and is like, curses are stupid, but they think the robe is cursed. And Steed's like doing his whole <laughs> bloody and 
And, and, and Izzy's like, I don't believe in curses, but the rest of your crew are fucking stupid. So I'm just going to like, <laughs> whatever. Or like yeah. um, when Lucius cannot let go of the fact that Blackbeard pushed him overboard and he goes to, to Izzy and is like, how can, like he cut off your, le- like, how can you even, he shot off your leg. And Izzy's like, nah, shark bit it off. <laughs> and Lucius right. is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Lucius is like, you are so Delulu. And the way you can see, like he's, Khan is so good at this too. Izzy knows. He's like, yeah, I totally know what happened to my leg. He's like, yes. ah, shark bit it off. But his face is totally <laughs> like, yeah. And Lucius is like, so you're just going to make up this like whole thing just to get through your trauma or whatever? And, and he's like, yeah, it's better than sitting in it. Like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like, so that, that's where I see it as a, as a Hufflepuff thing. Because to me, all of that has to do with a lot of emotions. Like he he's repressing a lot of the emotions that Steed lets fly so much more easily because Steed is very comfortable with being like, Ed, that's not cool. Ed, I don't like that. That that makes me sad. Izzy can't admit that he's that he's sad or that he feels displaced or abandoned or lonely. Instead of doing that, he just ups his front of right. like, no, I'm the tough guy. The compartmentalization, though, almost speaks against being a Hufflepuff. Yeah, I was. I everything he just says just like Slytherin to me that he can't. And also, it's like it's the same with Frenchie, which I'm sure by by this logic, Frenchie's also a Slytherin. But Frenchie's (laughs) like, I'm going to put these things in a box. Thought about it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to put that box away. Yeah, and exactly. And then I'm just not going to think about it. And Izzy exactly. is the same way. It's just Izzy's been doing it for right, a Right, because I was going to say Frenchie. to what you were saying, Carla, is that Steed does go through things. Like, he moves through trauma. Izzy's like, I'm just going to put it next to me and never touch it again. <laughs> like, it's still there. And you know, something it's also, might it's poke it open. to bring up that, um, that Meg was talking about the impulsivity, too, because yeah. it's something that people don't immediately recognize as a Slytherin trait, because it's not... An obvious one, unless they're highly reactive it's, emotionally. Yeah. So we just covered Damon Salvatore, if you guys have watched Vampire Diaries. <laughs> he's obviously a Slytherin, and he's the most emotionally reactive, impulsive, to- like, at times very toxic Slytherin, who just doesn't always seem like he has a strategy. But the thing about Slytherins is they're constantly thinking, like, constantly thinking about and weighing, right? Like, okay, so if I if I die, is is this worth dying for? Is this worth losing this for? Is this... So, when he's like, it was like, I, I forget who said it before, but they were like, they didn't, he didn't think he was going to go this crazy over Steed, whatever. Like, he thought it was fine. Like, whatever, throw Steed to the wolves. Who gives a shit? It's just Steed. Send him to like, doggy heaven. Like, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, like you're told him. <laughs> Which is the funniest so concept. He, he is consistently thinking and strategizing. It's just that it's coming out in a way that, like, at times might seem a little pompous and arrogant because he's like, obviously, I'm right. Obviously, like my way of thinking is correct. So this isn't consistent, really impulsive by definition. This is like I've thought about it. To the rest of us houses, we're like, no, that's impulsive, bro. That's (laughs) impulsivity. I think I was gonna say I think um a lot of what like yeah I I know that I've said like or um Slytherin's plan they plan 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 but I feel like something I don't know if I haven't got it across or whatever is that (laughs) we do plan but we have we have like different pathways. We do what we want and then we anticipate what each like reaction to doing what we want to do might be and then like make a plan for each one. So it's like um, I was just watching the second season of Loki and we've already sorted Loki and he's such an obvious one. But it's like, how how do you get these angry Slytherins that seem impulsive? And Loki said it when he was talking. He had a line where he was like talking to Morbius and they had just like 
were interrogating some guy and like started beating on him and they were like, where'd that come from? And Loki was like, sometimes you just get mad. He was like, it just happens sometimes. He said, he was like, I tried to brainwash Iron Man and it didn't work. So I threw him off a building and like, I didn't plan to do Like I just got mad and that happens. But then he had, he knew what he was going to do as soon as Iron Man went off that building. He was like, all right, I have an answer to this. I fucked up in that moment and now I'm going to go fix it. And I'm not arguing, um, for Hufflepuff anymore. I'm just like bringing things out that to me contradict certain things because um, I, I just, I don't see him so much as scheming as I see him reacting. To me, he he's reacting to the situation. Like things come up and he reacts to them. There doesn't seem to me to be any point at which he is, um, manipulating a situation like for example when you were talking about um the thing with the with the crew and the 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 cursed robe which was to me like one of the most hilarious things (laughs) like oh my god just a robe but anyway (laughs) sorry it was just such a funny episode but um (laughs) to me that that was more him having experience with people like this and being like, you just got to let them play it out. Otherwise, you're going to be on top of you. And it's like a tired mom. You know, like you, you have a teenager and you're talking to somebody with a toddler. And you're like, you just got to let him wear himself out. He's going he's gonna to fall asleep any minute. Well, I think so. You're you're right. And I think um, so. I think Izzy is a more unique Slytherin than we're used to seeing, too. When Rachel and I were talking about it, she was like, oh, it's the Ravenclaw mentor Slytherin mentee thing. And I was like, it's even worse than that. It's 10th Doctor Ravenclaw Slytherin obsessed like with the insanity of a like that's a special kind of Slytherin like situation that they're in. And also Izzy is interesting as a Slytherin because you usually see Slytherins wanting to take the leadership position. And Izzy is a leader in his own right as like the Mm -hmm. first mate and like. Blackbeard's on a whole nother level just doing shit and Izzy's actually running the boat. So like that works for them. But he's also like happy to be subservient to Ed. But that's basically because Ed is his person. Right. And but you see moments like sense. They they switch on moments where they're like, actually, Izzy taught Ed like almost everything that he knows about piracy. So you like you see it coming Mm. out there. But I think you are right that Izzy is more reactionary because of his position on the boat. And he is very small scale with his manipulation, but he is manipulating. Like even in the first season, he is manipulating Ed into coming up with a plan to kill Steed and like telling them that he has to kill Steed. Like Ed is pretty bored with that idea, like almost right away and then starts to actually like Steed. And Izzy's the one that keeps going back and is like, you're kind of a pussy. And then Ed's like, damn, I got to kill this guy. (laughs) So like he is doing to me, that came across more as enraged impotence than manipulation. <laughs> because, and, and I, I'm not arguing against your deliberation. I'm just saying, like, from my perspective, it seems to me more like he was doing it because he was having a hissy fit. Well, I mean, I agree that I think he's they having do have a hissy, hissy fit. Fits, though. Yeah, I think so he, no, no, do no. have hissy And fit. I think that he is having a hissy <laughs> fit. But I think it's important to know that, like, I don't think Blackbeard is easy, easy to manipulate. So Izzy knows where to hit him and how. And like, especially when he goes to him and is like, 
uh, I don't know Edward Teach. Blackbeard is my captain. Right. Like I, yeah. Like that. Like that's getting at Blackbeard in a, like a specific way. Because I think Izzy at one point tells him like I know you better than anyone, and you know me. I think better than anyone knows me. So he and he is. But you're right too, and I like that you said reactionary because Slytherins are very reactionary, especially when they're in like sit back mode, where mm-hmm. they're like uh, conscious of how, how everybody else is seeing them. They're also like making sure that they are reacting in a way that benefits them to other people. I think Izzy, um, I mean, like by all rights, he should have been thrown thrown off the fucking boat, like right? Yes. Like he somehow <laughs> several times he somehow gets these men to save his life when he shot it, it's like several times, and he's never nice to them. He's right. telling them to fuck off at every second. Like and it's it's also there. So just to what you said about Slytherins being aware of how people perceive them and wanting to look a certain way. That's true. I like to the, for the people that they give a shit about. Right. So it's, it's not for the masses. It's for, it's for who they care about. Right. If they want something, but again, speaking back to the emotionally reactive thing that also can go out the window a little bit. Like I I keep going back to Damon because he is like the, the, the top of the top of reactionary uh, impulsive. But Izzy is too. Like there are certainly moments where I, I think he knows he's not being seen as a like the sharpest tool. The you know, like, you're not doing the yeah. smartest thing. You're not doing the best. This isn't the best most strategic move. And he's like, I don't even care. Like whatever. You, what hate me then? I don't care. Like I want to do the. You know, and he's, he's like, like, kill just me, react. kill me then. <laughs> yeah, they're oh. they're really emotional. This like it's a Slytherin man thing too specifically. Like. <laughs> But I, Izzy, I, 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 I tell, I tell you right now, Izzy's <laughs> on the left side, but he's like a he's like a like five like usually our left siders are kind of like demure. He's like a <laughs> crazy no, one. But, but look at Sam like Winchester. Sam Winchester's yeah. on the left, and he can get really pissy and have little hissy fits and stomp his little foot and get really Make fucking mad about things too. And like saying yes to Lucifer yeah, and drinking exactly. demon blood. <laughs> Reactive, impulsive too. It's just more quiet. <laughs> but oh, it's still I'm there. Having so many and I, thoughts I'm right thinking. Now. I'm thinking too. Like, I, if I really get into Izzy's brain here, where he's probably thinking, like, I am the only person who can save, like, Blackbeard, like King of the High Seas. Like, this man is mm. about to marry, <laughs> like, some <laughs> some dick and like settle down in a B and B, and I'm the only <laughs> one who can do anything about it. Like, that's the thing too with Slytherins, where it's like, it's me. I got to do it. I got to fix it. I'm the only one that has the power. <laughs> Well, I thought, like, it wasn't even so much trying to save Blackbeard or Ed. He was really trying to save Blackbeard's legacy. And I thought that was... Right. And also, But it was so frustrating, too, because he's trying to save this legacy. He's trying to save Blackbeard, and he's not willing to see that that's not what Ed wants to be anymore. That wasn't no, yeah. his choice. He loves this is something that I said to Lauren my, earlier. My was on that... fire, so I'm going to oh, qui- be a little quieter than usual. It's okay. You're welcome. Uh, sorry, we'll all yell around you. <laughs> something, something that I said to Lauren before was, for uh, I've certainly observed <laughs> Slytherins are the the least resist, like the least, um, the most resistant like, to change. Most resistant to change. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah. I was looking for the word amenable. I don't know why I wanted <laughs> the least that. amenable. <laughs> but they didn't. They don't like change. They don't. It makes them uncomfortable and does it destabilizes their ground, which like they very fucking much need. Um, Control. So, he is you're watching Izzy knows the, the how to control to Blackbeard. Just he doesn't know Slytherin this Edward person. <laughs> losing control. He's on earthquakey, shaky ass ground. Everything is changing. His person is like 
it's scary it's terrifying it's all so all of his anger and rage and pettiness is all coming from that and I can't stress it out like on top of it he does not get Steed he does not get it he's like how are you into this I don't (laughs) get it but here so I guess my other kind of question about your thoughts or whatever is um, all of this seems to talk about Izzy in season one and I feel like the change and and the character we haven't talked so much about season two what his se- what his season I feel two like we are. are I think he's still lot. impulsive and bitchy and petty in that's season what he two. He's making the most of his funnier. like he, yeah, he but that's <laughs> what funnier. I meant when I said like he got the crew to like a, like a lot of his little comments mm. were you know like making the crew like him or his little fucking <laughs> drinking Whereas on the mess I in the ship going, his the performance in the makeup a unicorn has two legs <laughs> like yeah but his, the way that I interpreted that as the true Izzy coming out from under those layers of having to put on that act in season one. So you think he's a Hufflepuff with a Slytherin moon rising? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I think I know. that, I, um, that if we're talking well, about I mean... him being a Slytherin, it would have been more obvious before the show started, before Steed came into into his life. And mm. to me, season two still very much reads Hufflepuff. I'm not saying that that I'm not incorrect. I'm just saying that this is how I see it based on especially season two. That's interesting. There's an overlap between those two houses. There I, don't is. I was going to say, I thought we talked a lot weird line. about season it's two. Very, it's yeah, it is. Really I thought close. We, we mentioned season two quite a bit. And I'm also thinking about like what you're saying about like he was disguised, disguising himself, but that also would be a very Slytherin thing to, to act a certain way in a certain situation. And Izzy's situation obviously changes quite a bit in season two. Like there um, are houses that can't do that. Like Ravenclaw's can't do that. Mm-hmm. To my, to they my don't mouth, want they to. really they don't want they to. Don't want because they, <laughs> they don't, don't want to. They yeah. don't care to. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. This is how I am. You know, like, yeah. And Gryffindors, and Gryffindors have a very hard time being anything but what they are. It's yeah. yeah so, um, yeah. I mean, I don't. Izzy. There's something that Izzy says in season two that was very. Um, there was another moment, like right when Ed was back on the boat, where they were like are you cool with it? And he's like sitting around doing his whittling. Like that, that was the other thing too. This man's just standing in the background whittling, like making his little manipulative quips whenever anybody looks at him. <laughs> like that's all he did in season two. But um, yeah, Lucius again was like, you're cool with this. And he's like, I'm a pirate. I'm on a pirate ship. Why wouldn't I? Well, yeah, I'm fine. Like, like that. And that was just very Slytherin to me. He was like, yeah, this is who I am. And this is the situation. This is the situation I am who I am wants to be in. And like, that's cool with me. And I'll just like, deal with things as they come to me and his whole like realization uh, or not, not a realization actually, because he knows what piracy is. It's very clear when he's talking to the prince that this is always how he's thought of mm-hmm. piracy and being a pirate. And it's that just that he, yeah, it was mm-hmm. really good. And that's clearly how he's always seen it and what he's always liked about it. Um, and I think it speaks to Izzy as a Slytherin as well, that he can adopt that viewpoint for whatever group of people he is with, even if he clearly does not like them as people. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I will apply this to you because this is this is how I view who I am. Um, and I will react the way that piracy like asks for. It's almost like um, the whole fucking Captain Hook honor thing that Gryffindors have, but like the Slytherin <laughs> version of it. I will say it's one of those things where if if Slytherin House didn't exist, I probably would shift him to Hufflepuff. Like I can see that there's a sense of community with the piracy. Like I get that comparison. Um, 
I personally he, wouldn't say Ed is his community. I would say if I had to pick a community for him, it would be like all the pirates, whatever. But because he's so obsessed pirate, with Ed pirates. and he's so obsessed with like his position in his life in relation to Ed, in relation to, and the importance of keeping the legacy of Blackbeard, the importance of nothing changing around him and all the character development we see him go through. It just reads very Slytherin to me. That's, that's the that's the other thing, actually, that I was going to say, too, that you reminded me of, Rachel, is that I don't like we see this issue with Cass where even when he's like heaven sucks and the angel sucks, he has a very, very hard time killing them still. You know, mm-hmm. Izzy was like, it's fucking crazy. Put him down. It's a mercy to him <laughs> and to all of us. Like, you know, he's like, he's got to go. <laughs> well, the thing yeah. Cass would have never put or, or Sam he or, was like, or the, he was, down. or when they're like, um, when they were voting on the banishment and Steed went specifically to Izzy and he's like, you cut off my fucking leg. Like, what are you asking me? <laughs> but the thing is, like, he never actually does anything towards that end. You know what I mean? He farms it out to other people. Mm-hmm. Like the well, he, harming of Blackbeard. So I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, when when Blackbeard comes down and hands him the gun, he doesn't shoot him because that would have given Blackbeard an easy out. Like he, Izzy was not gonna do that for him. He told him he was like, "So you're a coward and you can't even kill right. yourself." He's like, "I'm not killing you. Like you kill yourself." Right. Um, he really doesn't want him to actually die, but he does want him to suffer consequences. Right, and, and he and he does like when. Blackbeard starts going crazy and like affecting Izzy's well being. He's like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> right. But but still, like, there are so many to me, so many things that, that scream giving him an out because having these mediocre pirates deal with him when he doesn't trust them to, you know, to do anything piratey, to me doesn't exactly scream, I want him actually dead. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, yeah, well, I don't he think he wanted want him, him actually, actually dead. dead. He wanted him to stop hurting him. Stop yeah, affecting him negatively. Yeah, he wants to punish him. You know? <laughs> he's like, him. But yeah. he's not willing to do it himself. And he's also not willing to farm it out, to, to farm out the task to somebody who would do it well, who would punish him well. Mm-hmm. He loves. Because again, these are yeah. mediocre. He is, he's giving his person an out. He yeah, is. and he's he, he like, loves Ed. <laughs> Like yeah, he does, yeah. and oh there are all those God, there are yeah. all those scenes too where like too much. Rachel and I were like laughing at this fucking Ravenclaw Slytherin interaction where like, they're I'm like sorry. sitting in silence next to each other, and he's like, "Sorry about your leg," and Izzy's like, "Fuck off!" Like, <laughs> 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 I, I just keep thinking about that. Um, that oh God, what was it? Now it's gone. Never mind. Whatever it was, it was funny and entertaining. Right? And I also, <laughs> made note, I also made note of the fact, too, and I thought this was just very, um, well, it's Ravenclaw, clearly. We talked about this with Ten all the time, but Izzy cannot say, or Ed cannot say, I love you or I loved you to Izzy's face. That's He's always saying it, it to other yes, people. That's exactly yes, what I was going to say. Izzy's okay with that. He just needs Ed to show him. And yeah. Ed's not. Couldn't yes. be me. <laughs> Couldn't be me, brother. He's like, nope. I just need to be clearly your favorite all the time, always. Right. <laughs> is that too much to ask? <laughs> it is. It is, And it was, I thought it was, um, <laughs> I mean, I, David Jenkins teased this or said this, and I don't know that I saw it a ton. He did say that the season was supposed to be more of like showing Izzy Ed Steed relationship wise, like rom- mm-hmm. romantically almost. And I don't know that I like, like Izzy definitely like Steed grew on him to the point where he like could stand to be around him and was like okay with Ed being into him because he does walk in right he he does walk (laughs) in on them after they have sex for the first time and like makes a little joke about it and it's fine which I like struck me as as Slytherin too to be honest Hufflepuffs again are very (laughs) 
home can be. I saw the Izzy Steed thing and I actually said to Lauren, had I seen this before, like if Blackbeard hadn't been in the pit, like I would have shipped that. I would have like that would have been sh- some real enemies to lovers shit that I would have enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> so I liked it. I don't know. I didn't see any r- actual romance between like I didn't think it was actually going to go there. But I remember watching it and thinking like I would have liked that. I would have enjoyed that. <laughs> and the way that I saw it was like, you know how when your best friend is dating a guy that you can't stand <laughs> yeah. and then you've made your case so many times and your friend is still like, I'm still going to date him, though, and I'm probably going to yeah. marry him. And so then. You try to turn around and be nice, but you mostly just want to, like, you know, like, cut his balls off. It's kind of like that. And then you got to try to bond with him. Yeah. Yeah. After you have told him that you want to cut his balls off, it gets very awkward. Yeah. Yeah. I'll (laughs) say one more thing, and then we should move on, because we've been on Izzy for 40 minutes. But, like, the (laughs) other thing, too, is that Izzy went through several moments of, like, being on the brink of death or almost death and i think that we have said that slytherins are are very good at surviving but it's also the fact that every time death was there for izzy he was like cool ready to die (laughs) like you know he was like i will die (laughs) i think so much of it's because he just never expected even to live as long as he had well yeah given his life i mean and he kept all his appendages until blackbeard took all of them like (laughs) him dying and i was like this is an old man right right Pirate, like, well, for, that, for, that time for that time period, and I'm sorry, country, yeah. you guys, yeah. the real Izzy Hands was, like, 21 when he died, so, right. like, he's already doing better. Oh, my God, like, yeah. I will never get over the whole thing of, like, first of all, and queer baiting, and second, the claims of queer baiting, and of, of, of killing your gays. Okay, children, go back to sleep. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> the rage. <laughs> well, Let's, anyway, I mean, let gym. it be known that the Slytherins can be the biggest simps in all of the houses. It's so, true. It's very upsetting that he Taylor Swift that shop him and off. some other media keeps his, and he ate his pinky and then he was turned on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> insane. <laughs> Let's uh, let's move on. I hate that we're exposed like this by Taylor Taylor (laughs) Allison Swift and and so many other people. Anyway, (laughs) they got your asses. (laughs) Jim is great. I love Jim. Carla, what house do you think Jim is in? Can't wait to be wrong about this one again. (laughs) (laughs) You're not. Jim is a bit of a weirdo. They're interesting. I, I love Jim. I love Jim from season one. Season two, Jim only got more interesting and beyond all reason hotter. Like, I don't understand how that can happen. And yet, <laughs> Vigo. Yes. Like, yeah. the worst thing that could have happened to me was watching Vico just exist as Vico in between seasons of Jim because now I only stand this character even more. <laughs> and it's 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 just this is not okay this is why we shouldn't have access to to actors <laughs> and their personal lives and their tiktoks because you know funny things start to happen in your in your blood chemistry anyway funny things start to happen in places that you don't expect but anyway so jim first of all daddy issues gryffindor Anyway, moving on. No, <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's, need I say more? No, no, no. But um, particularly in season one, because season two, Jim was uh, involuntarily signed up to Blackbeard's crew. Jim, they, they weren't given a choice. It wasn't like, Jim, would you like a spot in my crew? And I was like, um, you're working for me or I can kill you. Enjoy your options. 
But season one, Jim had a lot more agency and they were on a quest. They were using the the whole piracy thing as a means to an end. But in the end, it was all about finding the, the Siete Gallos and killing them all off. And it was a quest that they didn't even necessarily want for themselves. It was imposed on them by, by Nana. And they had, like, a, you know, understandably, all of this grief and this rage that they were channeling, um, that, that was being channeled for them into a particular skill set in case you ever get taken. Um, but that was more for Nana's sake than for their own. But, but it was, I think, okay. I think Nana is the manipulative one in that relationship because Nana absolutely, like you were saying about um, Izzy shaping Ed into a vision of what he wanted. Similarly, Nana shaped Jim into a vision that she wanted to see of this child. So this child would grow up to be somebody who could go and and kill um, the Siete Gallos. Mm. So Jim will never say that as eloquently as Carla is doing it. (laughs) 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 But it makes me think of of Dean Winchester, where, you know, uh, this is somebody being honed into a killing tool. Somebody who has had a mission drilled into their brain from when they were very young. This is what you exist for and this is what you will do. And then they decide, okay, well, this is who I am, I guess. I'm just going to go and do it. Mm. Um, and they both lack that uh, loving paternal figure. One, because the father was a jerk. The other one, because the, the father was killed. So there, um, so there, there are those similarities. And then there's also, with Jim, an interesting balance of emotion and logic. Because Jim is very cunning. Jim is very clever and knows how to how to use a situation for their own benefit and to towards their own ends. But at the end of the day, Jim, I think, is more um, ruled by emotion, and in, in in Jim's case, often it's it's guilt and the need to to pursue Nana's agenda. And in season mm-hmm. two, well. I am a soldier. I am a tool for of destruction. So if Blackbeard says annihilate this this ship base, then I guess that's what we're doing. Um, but then they, I, I love the relationship with with Archie and how Oluwando Oluwande comes back into their life and gets neatly folded into that relationship. And I think that that. Jim is the most inte- emotionally intelligent person on that ship. Jim is the most intelligent person in that in any room in general, but emotionally intelligent as well because they uh, are reunited with Olawande, who they weren't sure if they would ever see again. But the the uh, it wasn't a thing of like, who are you with? Mm-hmm. Why are you you know making eyes at this person like? It's like, oh, I I kissed this woman, felt her up a bit, and <laughs> I'm glad that you're back. Let's all hang out. But then 
again, this emotional intelligence means that they don't gatekeep all in one day. They don't say, well, you can't go with Zhen uh, Yu you're mine. There is no possessiveness there. It's, it's a very evolved situation where they see that Oluwande really has these feelings that they want to pursue with Zhen Yuzhao, but that Oluwande himself doesn't want to let go of the loyalty he feels for his relationship with Jim. So Jim has to be the one to kind of like push Oluwande and say, look, I love you, but I think that you need this more at this point in time. And that's more a matter of, to me, more a matter of um, doing the right thing for somebody that you care about than creating a situation in which this happens via a machination behind the scenes. Anyway, mm -hmm. Gryffindor is what I'm saying. But I can see other houses too. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Meg. Oh, Meg, I'm sorry about your voice. It's okay. Um, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> like I was. Do you agree I, with Carla? I, I I agree with Carla. But I also like she said so much stuff more better. But I also the thing that kind of for me was just like when Steed was gone and Blackbeard was going crazy and. Jim is sitting here and they're just like, well, I guess I'm the comfort person of the ship. Yay. Um, and that was kind of their shtick. And when Izzy got his leg shot off, um, again, I'm sick, so my thought process is not great. <laughs> um, Izzy gets his leg shut off and Archie is kind of like wondering why the hell, why are you going through all of this trouble for this guy? And he's like, and, and Izzy, Jim, it's like, well, he's a dick, but he's our dick. And life used to mean something. And, and uh, they seem, like I said, Carla said a lot of stuff, which is fantastic. Because that she means did. it means I don't have to say a lot. She did say many things. <laughs> Carla said a lot of things that made me feel great about my house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the most intelligent one in the room. <laughs> the most emotionally intelligent I know, one. right? Like, let me let my little door light shine. Um, <laughs> but they seem to be the reluctant caretaker in a lot of ways and for me that just doesn't really feel like if it's anywhere else and that might just be me and that might just be me being sick um, no, that's a really fair description of what you're trying to say I, yeah like, great, I, dude, like I am so sorry <laughs> no, you're doing I was really so excited sorry. to talk about this too and I got so sick on Saturday Aww. and it's just been like killing me um, but I just, I don't know. I loved it. If I had one complaint about season two is that we didn't get enough Jim, um, and enough of the other, yeah, really, other side I characters, agree. because I feel like there was so much concentration and, and like, rightfully so there was a lot of focus on Izzy and his growth and stuff like that. And we had to figure out Ed and Steve's bullshit, but I really wish we had seen more of the rest of the crew because they're all extremely interesting and extremely lovable. Um, yeah, they are. Jim, yeah, I just feel like Jim's the one who's like, well, fuck. All right, I'm going to take care of this <laughs> because it's got to get done. And I'm going to pout about it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to not be happy that I'm fighting for Blackbeard, but this is the best place for me to currently be to find my friends or survive. And that's kind of like 
they take they take Izzy under their wing, and I feel like they might have been the first ones to do that. Mm. As Izzy's getting his toes cut off and is like <laughs> having just trying is being held together by duct tape and dreams. And I just felt like that shift went because Izzy just was never really great with Jim. But that kind of adopting of this crew of these people feels like that to me. And I'm sure that I am probably wrong. And, he's, and they're probably. Well, I'll tell you uh, straight a up. Hufflepuff. Like, I, uh, <laughs> I didn't have strong feelings about Jim's house for a for like a good minute i really um when i found out when we talked about who we were going to sort and we said obviously jim we wanted to do it in the first episode too but we were like we were packed um i there was much more jim in season one to like dissect Mm -hmm. and uh, you know and i personally thought at first like uh, this has to be an emotion house um and i thought hufflepuff and i couldn't quite articulate why i was like is it something about the identity and like the importance of finding their place and getting away from like Nana's um, version of what they should be? And like, I was trying to articulate it and I I'm telling you right now, Jim, probably Jim's house confused me more than any other character's house on the show. And so I went to Lauren with it. She took it in a completely different fucking direction and I'm on board with her. (laughs) So I'll let her explain. She's like, no, I'll make her are explain. They, are they I don't a Slytherin too? I don't know. They're a Ravenclaw. No. <laughs> yeah, like when when Lauren said Ravenclaw, I was like, uh, how? Like, you know, like, I don't get And then she just launched this explanation that I was like, oh, oh yeah. All right, I'll take it. Because I was very, very confused. Like, I don't know what it was. It was like watching someone like explore and t- and test and like figure out who they want to be and like extremely emotionally intelligent but it's like what carla was saying um they're so emotionally intelligent but also like extremely fucking logical so logical it's, a, it's like there's a lot so going on with Jim. Now, yeah, I, was now, say, I think the now thing you too, said like, ravenclaw and carla's my ravenclaw person i'm like <laughs> right? yeah. Gryffindor, yeah. Yeah, gryffindors are super emotionally intelligent but i think the like thing with jim is like yes you're right they are emotionally intelligent but they're so they're like they're not ruled removed by. from it. Yeah, right. they like they like I th- yeah, they observe the it. Like Gryffindors are like in it. Like we, I, <laughs> the, the one I go back to is like Hook is extremely emotionally intelligent, but he's like seen these people's emotions and he gets the emotion and then he emotionally reacts to their emotion yeah, and like yeah. he does it in the correct way as an emotionally intelligent person. But Gryffindor he's like in there in the emotions. Yeah, Jim yeah, is yeah. just like oh, you're you're feeling this. <laughs> so it's like Gryffindors laugh because at jokes. They, Ravenclaw say that's funny. Right? They, um, what, in season two, when Fang is like losing it, he's like, "He shot Izzy," and Jim's like, "You want to hear about the little woman man?" And like, "Wooden man?" And he's like, "They're so, they're so emotionally so removed, but they're I doing it." It was yeah. very sweet, and that's like that's how I feel about Jim. I also think. Is, like everybody on this ship is fucking weird like even their houses they're like so like stretched or weird or disordered or whatever because Carlo is right uh, Nana did fuck Jim up Nana was like your yeah. system is revenge kill mm-hmm. them revenge <laughs> and I really think that what yeah. Jim wants more than anything is freedom like freedom of self freedom of expression freedom in the in the sense of what it means that you can do whatever you want but also all this stuff with them like figuring out their identity and who they want to be and, and, and whatever um 
and and they are out of like familial obligation being forced into this like no you need revenge because they really don't when they go back and they're like I only killed one but it was the most important one like that was good enough for them and and then and then Nana <laughs> yeah. guilted them and they went back to Spanish Jackie again and Jackie was like why are you doing all this shit and Jim was like you know what you're right let's be friends I think wanting freedom and stuff like that is pretty universal for well, well yeah but for I think everyone. that's that's yeah. Jim's like, well, like survival is universal and that's still Charlie Kelly in his entire life. So like, <laughs> yeah, but when you're talking about a system, it's like, what is the lens through which you see everything and do and things. what are you working yeah. towards constantly? And like Lauren was saying, Nana would have had them believe it was revenge, but it wasn't actually, if you actually ask Jim, what does Jim want? To right. be fucking free. Right. Like, just do like, what you yeah. Let me be me. Yeah. Right. Jim just that, wants to do whatever they want to do on their terms. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> they've been doing everything that Nana wants them to do and then everything that Blackbeard wants them to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they're kind of biding their time with Blackbeard and, and you know, kind of making the best of the situation. Not yep, because yeah. they like the situation, but because this is the best thing that they can do at the moment. It doesn't mean... To me, you know, like Jim may very well have a plan, and and, and it's um. If I have a complaint about the show, it's exactly what has been said before that there wasn't enough done with, with with several characters, but particularly with Jim and Olu, like they did not get enough character I, development. I really didn't season. like that there wasn't more of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially because they had so many opportunities to to give yeah. them more to do. But if there's one thing with Jim, is that it wouldn't surprise me if they haven't had some kind of plan for the future now that especially now that things have settled down that Blackbeard is no longer in control especially you know with Frenchie being in charge right (laughs) which is hilarious I mean that yeah I think that like I think you're exactly right and that's why they get so they get along so well with someone like Oluwande too who is like yeah do whatever you like you know like have a girlfriend (laughs) like you know (laughs) also when you were talking about the discussion that they were having with Oluwande about Oluwande's like new Love. Yeah. Uh, Jim was the first one that was like, well, I kissed someone. Right. right. Yeah. Kiss, I, I kissed her and, and, and they, then I and saw her boobs. Yeah. And, they, uh, <laughs> and I liked it. And they, and, and like, Jim, was, Jim the one, was the one who was super cool with it. You know? yeah, yeah. And they explained to the pirate queen, too. They were like, Ola one day and I are like, family. Like, we're mm-hmm. always going to be like, but it's like, cool. We can be, fa- you can be family, too. Like, come on, right. let's go. I don't think <laughs> you could. I don't Give think. Give us our polycule. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Just speaking as a Gryffindor, like I don't think I could have been that cool about it. Like, I would have been really upset. Like, what do you mean, kiss someone? There's, I didn't kiss anyone. I wouldn't have kissed anyone. How dare you? My honor. But I, I think that there's a lot um, in Ravenclaw's. Like you know, I, I think of of Abed and community, where you know, even though you know when Troy is leaving. He knows that Troy is leaving and it's very sad and it's very difficult. So he does. He says his goodbye in his own way. But it's not like grabbing on to Troy's ankle, sobbing. Don't leave me. Can we talk every night on the phone? It's just, here's my goodbye to you. We may or may not meet up again in the future, but this is what I can give to you. That's from my heart. And similarly, Jim is not going to like sob about Olu they're gonna be like all right well this is what works for olu yeah really. i think that this it's, is the best thing for them they're not taking it's a very mature dynamic well, yeah it, it's yeah. a very um this is what they want hmm they're not pursuing it 
let me help that process along. <laughs> yeah. You um you saw it too again with I can tell you right now, Lucius is not a Ravenclaw where they're like flipping out. They're like, how, how are you like, fine? like you're okay with Blackbeard. You're moving on. You're scrubbing his deck. And Jim's like, he's, they stood, he stood there and said, sorry. <laughs> and right. he's like, I did not hear the word sorry come from his mouth. And, and, and Jim was like, no, I think that was, I think that was pretty good. Yeah. For him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Works for me. Like, I don't know why Jim so immediately upset. gets with that. I love the Abed comparison. Like yeah, I, I, yeah. I see that connection now. I would have never thought about it. Yeah. I never watched. They just get it. <sighs> not talking it's to you anymore. Meg. Something else that you should watch. Um, <laughs> yes, but I, I thought Jim was a Ravenclaw and I thought their relationship with Ella one day is very Ravenclaw. So Slytherin. I swear yeah. to God, I went through all three houses. <laughs> I didn't even touch Ravenclaw. <laughs> I was like, they gotta be like a Slytherin movie. This Ella Wanda thing is like Slytherin, Slytherin. No, it it's doesn't It's so weird fit. too because I didn't either, <sighs> but then like when it said, it's like, okay. that When she said it, I was like, it why did I fucking why did What? And, and you probably know because to me, Ravenclaw's can be difficult if I don't see a system immediately. Like, imme- so many of you, Carla. Yeah. <laughs> the system is right there. You heard it. You heard it. <laughs> because no, we're yeah. very internal. The system oh, yeah. is on the inside. We may or may well, not let the, you see what it is. And the loudest of you are very loud. Like yeah. Blackbeard yeah. and Doctor Strange. Go screaming. <laughs> you're all very loud. <laughs> because when we're part of something, we want to shout it out. But sometimes we just want to keep it inside so you don't know everything. It's just for us. It's our secret. And Jim is one of those. Jim is that. Yeah. Like they're yeah. like, you're not seeing Jim is very, very internal. And oh, you, if, was, if you'll yeah. notice, if you'll notice, I didn't fight you on this one in the piece. Because <laughs> you want them. You're so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them to me. Give them to me. I get it. There was, I get a one, character I like in mine, I'm like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. One, one other thing too is uh when when Jim like comes out as not Jim or whatever the fake nose and the beard or whatever and the the, the crew is like being so inquisitive and is like are you a mermaid can I be Jim now and, the, like, and Jim is like Jim is putting up with it but is obviously as anybody would be like very tired of it and frustrated and finally they're like listen you remember Jim and they're all like yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like and they're like you know how you like Jim and they're like yeah and he's like and they're like just Pretend I'm Jim, but I don't have a beard and a big nose. And they're like, oh, yeah, Jim's a really good guy. <laughs> that easy, kids. <laughs> like, seriously. And the thing that I like, too, is that and, and you've mentioned the Swede. <laughs> <laughs> the Swede with the, se- with the season two blow up. What the hell? I was not expecting that. I was not expecting two lusts after the Swede after season one. If you had told me in season one, next season, just wait for the guy your face. <laughs> But no, I forgot what I was going to say because now I'm just thinking of the sweet being hot. Of the sweet. <laughs> like, I don't care about anything why, else why anymore. Is, why is he hot now? <laughs> he doesn't need right, to be hot, uh, but thank you. Let's move on to buttons and <laughs> he will buttons. be 10 minutes or less. <laughs> okay, so I went Ravenclaw because he he doesn't care what people think about him in the least. He is very solid in his opinion of of himself. And he's like, Okay, th- this is just me. I I am the ocean. The ocean is me. My best friend is a seagull. Oops, now he's dead. I have no best friend. I just seek to Olivia's become a widow a now. Seal. Yes, somebody has to come for Olivia. Wink, wink. Just kidding. But <laughs> oh, I but love that. The sea is his is his focus. Like that is his his skill set, and he puts everything into it. He doesn't call himself a nautical genius, but it's okay with what other people do. 
I I think a Ravenclaw may or may not, uh, you know, really hype up their own best assets unless you're Doctor Strange. But if other people do it, (laughs) you're not going to be like, no, bro, that's like, don't, you know, whatever. I'm just a a, um, a humble C person. No, it's like, I'm going to nod along. If somebody calls you a C, which enhances you a scroll to turn yourself into something else. You're not going to be like, oh, no, please, not me. I can't possibly harness that power. You're going to be like, yep, this is mine. I will figure this out. Um, and I, I think that he is weird in the best way. He has his own logic that often nobody else can see until they do see it. And they're like, oh, got it. Okay. It's so true. It, it just makes perfect <laughs> sense. Again, going back to to Abed, you know, like how many times did Jeff not see Abed's intention until suddenly he's like smacking him in the face? He's like, oh, oh, the, the whole thing where where Abed is like, I, I, you know, like I appreciate that you're trying to set me up with girls, but I can get girls on my own. They have to come to me though. You know, <laughs> it's, it, it's 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 that that um that confidence that is not very in your face but it's there again it's the delulu yes <laughs> yes delulu he's, he's is the delulu <laughs> it is delulu is the salulu specifically for this character uh-huh <laughs> Big time. uh-huh Woo. travis oh, so that's, that's my assessment <laughs> how how is it delulu when he talks to birds and becomes a bird it's not yeah, a delusion it's actually delulu you're it's right it's not delusional you're but right. it's actually the reality That's he just... manifests man he makes yes. the reality he makes <laughs> it happen yeah i love buttons like He's... do we really think that his hex called the cannonball down on on right. calico jack or... <laughs> i mean hex ye that was one of it, it lives in my brain constantly like whenever somebody it, cuts me off in traffic i'm like i hex ye with a flat tire all <laughs> out of me, that this entire show was just a fever dream of <laughs> and i would believe it it would be like yeah. you know what that actually that makes a lot buttons of sense. specifically makes that make well, what a do lot you, of do sense do you yeah. think buttons is ravenclaw too meg I don't, I, you know what? I don't know why I bother doing these. <laughs> why do we even come you here? You could have honest? a different opinion than Carla. I, yeah. I, I, do I, it. I know. I think he, I think he's more of a Slytherin. I don't know. Okay. I, cool. I don't have, do I have, this? <laughs> I love cool. your faces. You're like, why? This is We're hilarious. Like, wow. Wacky. I love that. Why? <laughs> do I have good reasons? No. I just think that he's very much just like, you know what? I'm going to fuck around and I'm going to find out. And it's going to be great. Quietly. Mm. Yeah. He has this, he has this person and his person is Carl, is Carl the seagull. <laughs> And I don't know. That's so fucking Carl funny. His <laughs> <laughs> first. <laughs> That's true, though. He does not care about anyone as much as he cares Rachel, about gonna, that I'm fucking no. Rachel, I'm gonna let you talk about buttons. <laughs> but I don't have anything. Uh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I watched the first season. I think I watched like two episodes. I'm literally with pulling and I went, things out of my ass. Now. I went. That's. Mine. That's one of mine. I immediately was like, Yay! "That's a good." Sorry. Oh, God. He look for logic for actual reasons. You want me to give you actual, yes. not just vibes. Yes. He was Steed's first like buddy on the on the ship. He he's like the immediate first mate. sense he's of Steed's loyalty. He was mm-hmm. the first mate. He's completely fucking. He's 
Is he loyal? You think think he's bonkers, but he's not. Like, he's making sense within it exactly. He says exactly what he means and exactly what he thinks. And he's right. He's right. He turned into a fucking bird. (laughs) I'll take take a single moment. I'll take Wait, like, Rachel was like that lady worshipped him as a sea witch and she doesn't know what she's just done. <laughs> like, she knows not what she wrote. We and, all no, truly, worship like, him as a sea witch. <laughs> no, but that lady gave him the scroll is, that yeah. told him how to turn into an animal. The, the <laughs> passion about the sea, the like feeling and the emotion behind it, the passion and connection to the seagull and to seagulls in general and to like life on the sea and to being like it's so, so passionate. And I just want to say the whole situation where he has that conversation with Ed (laughs) (laughs) when Steed runs off and leaves them alone. And it's like, can you just not be weird? Can you just not be weird right now? Ed (laughs) was totally weirded out by him. And he was like, people cannot change. And I'm just saying, again, I'm going to do like actual arguments here for a second. Um, Like Carla was talking about the emotional intelligence of a Gryffindor before. I know it's not overtly obvious with this one. No, but I get that. 100%. He was teaching Ed a lesson about like sometimes y- you do have to change a little bit. Like you can is if you try hard enough. Watch. Yeah. He is very much like the the wise old man in his yes. own way, the yes, most moon reasonable. Moon baby person naked. on this ship. Yes, and he's yes. just like he's warning Steed what's about the bowl, What's it called? He's what? oh, the gravy, bu- the gravy terrine. The gravy, <laughs> the gravy oh, like, I know you the saw some basket. shit in there. Me too. The gravy <laughs> basket. Yeah. But like the he fucking... weirdly is the most logical person no, on this I... entire show, which he is it... the most mm-hmm. batshit thing in the world. Because all he is always right. He tells Steed, he's like, you know, they're gonna do a mutiny. He talks yes. to Ed and he's like, you know, you're being an idiot. And and like he does all this stuff and he does it in such a weird way that and everyone not, like and he's when they're in the like, bar he's like we need to be back on the sea like mm-hmm, this is sh- mm-hmm. this sucks yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah and he gently that's kind of where my little Slytherin I guess came in is like he gently maneuvers everybody to kind of what he yeah. wants them to do he really does but it's quiet. I'll I'll take I'll take Gryffindor because I love I have buttons. to s- I love going, good old buckles going back to the the. Ed, <laughs> That, that conversation with Ed, I just have to say too, Ed being like, you can't fucking so turn into a seagull, and then seeing the seagull and being like, fly, be free, you did it! <laughs> Ravenclaw! It's like, well, I how saw many times it, have I we talked it. about, like, Ravenclaws and how we can't move you people, like, we can't convince you of anything unless you see, you have to visually freaking see it, and he's like, he's just curious and, and silly and Delulu enough to, like, look like, see? <laughs> he's like, that could never happen. And then he, lo- like, like peeks, right? And then he sees that it did happen. He's, like, immediately, like, I believe I believe it. I Fly. And then fly, my episode, friend. They're like, we think he killed buttons. He's like, no, he's a seagull. Right? <laughs> he's really a seagull. <laughs> By the way, I had this whole theory and I'm like, I'm glad that I'm wrong, but at the same time, I kind of wish that I was right because I like being right. That <laughs> that when Blackbeard left after Buttons turned into a seagull, that it wasn't because he turned into a seagull, just a seagull happened to fly out. Right. And then Blackbeard <laughs> left. And then, and then Buttons, Buttons was like, there. everybody go. Right. <laughs> and then he was stranded at that island. But that um, was... <laughs> I will. I'll spoil for you, too, because uh, there's so many more crew, and I'm sure we'll do more of this, because um, I'm hoping for season three, too. But um, there's more crew, so we'll do more. I want to talk about Frenchie and, you know, all of them. But um, 
But I will I will spoil for you in the audience because there's no point in hiding it in the reason that we needed to sort him. The man is the only Gryffindor on board that ship. So the, the rest of <laughs> The only one. I said this season one, I was like, we were talking about it just vaguely. We weren't officially sorting, but I was like, I was watching him talk to this bird and just like straight up wanting to murder over this bird. I was like, Lauren, I think he's the only Gryffindor here. And she's like, yeah, it's true. Which is strange because I, I like it. him so much. Some of us are great. <laughs> The least fucked up person on that whole ship, and he talks to me. He is. He's a healed Griffin. He's extremely stable. <laughs> I'm sorry, he is. Maybe no, we should put I'm him smack kidding. in the middle, like the quintessential. <laughs> is he crazy or just, does he okay? just sound it because it's in a Scottish accent, and that makes everything sound so much more like ridiculously perfect and believable? Oh my lord, <laughs> I love buttons, man. Buckles, buckles himself. Buckles. He's good. Great. Old buckles. <laughs> anyway, uh, we talked about him way more than I thought. We did. Good for us. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much. He unfortunately is not in a lot of episodes, but we, we yeah. do love him. Hope he gets more screen time, not just as a bird. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> He's coming back and bring it Izzy back. Yeah, Sorry. He, yeah. Yep, yep. So uh, happy Thanksgiving to you if you celebrate. If you're uh, in America, if you don't celebrate in America, just happy a day off work. Um, <laughs> it's great for you. Uh, this will be after that holiday. So happy belated. Uh, we don't know what we're doing for the next episode. Gonna tell you right now, um, Rachel will probably come to my house and tie me up to make me do the Grinch. So um, probably that'll be the case. She for several years now has been um, hacking our, our our Twitter poll and um, it not working because people are trying, but nobody it. will give it to me. So this year I'm being a Grinch. No Twitter poll. Screw it. <laughs> Because you guys are going to pick Give some shit like love, actually, and I'm not doing it. I want the Grinch. You're, you're making Fetch happen. It's about you're making Grinch the happen. Grinch. There's only the Grinch. There's the mayor. There's Cindy Lou Who. Cindy Lou Who is less than 11 years old. So's Mia, and we've sorted her. <laughs> I agree. I don't know how you could sort the Grinch. You just want to talk about the Grinch. Yes. Pretty much. Him. She's also sexually attracted to him. him. So- Low-key. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ashamed of that. <laughs> anyway. So you're Thank the person you. they make those Shrek TikTok filters She for. No, the Universal videos of the Grinch at Universal. <laughs> she's like sending them to me with like the tongue out emoji. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to bring that Grinch an onion one year. Oh I straight God. up I'm going to do it. Be one of those weirdos that goes there and is like, hey, me new. Her. And the actor with the makeup on is like, okay. <laughs> this is new. I'm gonna get banned. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> I love him. I'm happy to sort him. I don't know. We could sort his dog for all I give a shit. Max. I just want to sort the Grinch. All right. All right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, happy holiday season to everybody. <laughs> all the holidays. Thank you, Megan, Carla. Um, Thanks for having can't us. wait to see you next year. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna have to give us that list of shows that you would want to do. That's how we picked the cleaning lady last year. So yes, and that worked out for everybody because it's such a good show. It did. It was. It was very good. Was I enjoy being exposed to new things that I will say that I'm going to watch and then never have the time to. <laughs> so. I'm ready for the new season to come out. Well, now strikes are are um, resolved, hopefully in the favor of. 
the people who matter. We should do so, Abbott Elementary. That would be a fun. One. We should. Uh, I, I want. I, w- I want to watch yes. Abbott Elementary, so oh it will not be a shit sort. But I can't wait. It's okay. It's my, it's my whole. Okay, you know what? It's we will teachers. do. We will do Abbott Elementary. We'll put that um, in the spring sometime. Planning because right you know away. what? Right? No, it's good because we um we're gonna watch Sex in the City and do that with Trisha. So that we'll we'll make sure. I don't sure. need to rewatch it. <laughs> That's a nice. Well, I, I, watched it I know what times. they are from this the movies, yeah. but I should watch the show. So why? Uh, well, because we'll do I'm going to experience the cultural um, problematicness of the early 2000s, Meg. <laughs> okay. What? That is a show I did watch. And the villain that is Carrie Bradshaw. Oh, she's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. And just like that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Happy, happy. Rachel was in her mouth and then didn't say a word. Right, bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sort of Brilliant. If our sorting choices inspired any rage or excitement, we'd love to hear from you. We're open to feedback, suggestions for characters to sort, and solid counter-arguments with citations. Never forget your citations. You can find us hanging out on Twitter and Instagram at SOB underscore pod, or shoot us an email at sortofbrilliant at gmail.com. And since we're not above begging, please rate and subscribe to Sort of Brilliant on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please share our posts on social media. And if you're a Gryffindor, maybe you'll inspire sorting fights among your own friend group. The theme music is Hot Shot by Scott Holmes. Can't wait to sort with you again next time. Bye.